0: I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in, and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome to a new week, Solar Warrior. Here we go. This is Two for Tuesday. Whether that's a Tactical Tuesday or just content from one of our many live events like SPI Podcast Lounge, this is going to be a short-form conversation, typically, with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips, and advice for building your solar business or career. And grow with us here on Suncast, as I know you will. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us again and level up your game. Remember... You can always find the resources and learn more about today's guests and recommendations in the blog at mysuncast.com. So get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. Here we go with another powerful conversation on Suncast. I'm going to turn the show over now to Mr. Bill Gallagher and his lovely wife, Gloria, who are going to have a conversation with Panasonic all about the technology that they're introducing here at the show. Bill, take it away. Thank you so much. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Solar
1: Fit Renewable Energy Show. We're out here on the road today. I'm here with my partner, Gloria. Hello, hello. We're on the road and we're in Salt Lake City at Solar Power International. Let me tell you, this place is just jammed. I think there's about 19,000 people. If you're planning on coming out here, find a place to park. It's really pretty inexpensive, Gloria, compared to where we're located that's true (laughs) yeah so we're based in daytona beach and uh you know the the hot uh ticket today what we're hearing more and more of is storage and we have our uh, guest mr daniel glasser with panasonic daniel welcome to the show thank you for having me i can't believe that we're fortunate enough to pry you out of that booth i I went by there to talk to you you had about 10 guys there
2: (laughs) yeah it's been a very busy show so far but very positive we have a lot of interest in all, all of our products there and we're very excited to, uh, to get feedback from it.
1: Well, you've got a beautiful booth there, lots of stuff going on and lots of representatives there to help you, which I really appreciate. Yeah, thank you very much. So the name, well, I have to go back just a little bit. I always do this with our guests. Tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Sure. So my name's Dan Glazer. I'm a sales engineer for Panasonic. I've been in the solar industry for roughly a dozen years, working through various module manufacturing, racking distribution, a little bit of everything, um, and my latest passion is, is geared towards energy storage. Okay, so what got you interested in uh, renewable energy? Um, well, really a desire to be in energy and turn it clean, essentially. I actually started in the fossil fuel industry, I saw the light, and uh, made a change for the better, and packed, out, packed my bags, came out west, and started
1: in, uh, in solar. So when you say came out west, that's a pretty broad topic. Where did you come from? Yeah, I came from the Midwest, so Chicago. Okay. Born so and raised. In the middle of the country, yep. Exactly. All right.
2: Weather is not so great, but uh, a lot of other things are, so.
1: Yeah. Well, for sure. Well, you're in the most dynamic industry you can imagine, uh, We've actually been in the solar industry for 44 years. Gloria's been with the company 24 years. Wow. So we've seen a lot of change in that. We've seen the ups and downs. They call it the solar coaster, right? Exactly, right. exactly. But I can tell you that there is an absolute paradigm change right now. I've never seen it so, such uh, growth so quickly. Uh, we're over the, we're past the tipping point for sure. For sure, for sure. You know, we had a conversation just a few minutes ago about uh, how quickly things are changing and that, I had heard not too long ago about New York City back around 1905 having, oh gosh, 100,000 horses, and then five years later they had 10,000 horses, right? And what changed that in that very short period of time was the Model A, right? Mm, so we had exactly. back five years ago, looks nothing like, five, like today, does it, in the solar industry? It does not, we've
2: come a very long way. Um, when I started in 2007, Modules that we were selling were four dollars a watt, five dollars a watt, and costs have come down significantly. The industry itself, I think, has matured uh, very well, and now we're kind of in the same position in energy storage. In my opinion, I think um, it's very—it's brand new. A lot of technology changes happening very uh, rapidly. A lot of new players coming to the game, and kind of a, a lot of confusion. I think in the in the contractor and installer space, as far as what can a system actually do, how do I sell it, how do I design it. Um, kind of, you know, again, relating back to 10 or 12 years ago when people were doing the same thing with solar.
1: Mm. You know, going back 10 or 12 years ago when they first started Solar Power International, we came out. There was a majority of the businesses were solar thermal. Mm. Very few solar electric and a few, few more now. It's very hard to find a solar thermal company here, there's two or three of them really good quality, but that's what's changed. Now, now the same thing is happening with storage. Three years ago, storage was unheard of, right? Mm-hmm. You look around and no one's doing storage and now there's a whole, well, I guess a half a building dedicated to it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's come a long
2: way um, and there's definitely a lot of interest from, at least that we're seeing from the consumer side. Um, that's really where it's being driven a lot. Um, there's obviously a whole policy side of things and incentives and things being driven on, on that side. But from our our residential customers, they're asking for it. You know, they want it. They're interested. They don't really know anything about it as a homeowner, typically, but they're very interested in it. So,
1: what do you think is causing that interest? Is it is it uh, hearing from other people that have it, or what's what's driving this interest?
2: Um, I think there's many different aspects to it. And it's really kind of localized as well. Um, you have areas, for example, in the southeast where there's natural disasters that happen, hurricanes. Um, that's driving a, a real demand for resiliency and backup capabilities. Same um, where I'm based in California, we have a lot of wildfires, um, and, and it's really kind of getting people's attention to want to add resiliency to their home, um, to prevent, to have you know, that capacity for their family to have power, to have lights, to have the refrigeration, uh, even if the power is just shut off for a couple of hours at a time. So I think that fundamental need for people that are now understanding that just because I have solar doesn't mean I always have power, Um, which has been another fundamental change over the last, you know, 10 years or so, I'd say. Um, They're starting to realize by adding energy storage, I can, you know, add more resiliency for my home. Additionally, there are some cost savings benefits as different rate structures change, um, peak shaving, the time of use rate rate structures that are happening now. So that's giving another push. And then, of course, there's some great marketing happening out there from um, all kinds of companies pushing energy storage to the consumer. So I think All of those factors combined are really making it explode right now.
1: For sure, and since we're from the East Coast, can you just talk a little bit about what's going on in California with potential blackouts and things like that?
2: Sure, sure, so um, we've had a couple of unfortunate horrific wildfires in the last couple of years and that's created some um, changes within the utilities that they can preemptively shut down power in wildfire conditions, even if there's not necessarily a wildfire happening at the time. So it's a safety measure, right, to prevent any type of wildfire spread like we've seen in the past. So because of that, you know, if you're a homeowner, you really don't obviously want to lose power, have all of your refrigeration go, go bad. Um, so that has driven the incentive uh, and the interest from the consumer to
1: invest in energy storage to, to an extent. So with that basic scenario, at, at some point, the power could just be off, and it could be off for any number of hours, that's gotta, be, that's gotta be miserable in a word. It's frightening, yeah, and I mean, there's a lot
2: of challenges, not only just lights and refrigeration that people obviously wanna keep on, but higher power loads such as AC units and things like that, which can be challenging for energy storage to handle. It's, uh, you know, Everybody's learning right now, we're trying to find creative ways to add additional
1: power and capability to these systems and continue to drive down costs to make it affordable. And I think that's gonna happen very rapidly with with all the innovations that are coming and with the adoption. Uh, It's very seldom that we get a phone call at our office asking about solar power that doesn't include a a component of storage. Mm -hmm. It's just, what do you have for storage? Exactly. It's pretty exciting to see all the stuff that's coming out. So, uh, okay, I think we've tantalized the audience enough. Now let's talk about your product.
2: Sure, yeah, we're very happy to introduce our brand new energy storage product this year called Evervolt by Panasonic. And essentially it's our um, world-class lithium ion batteries. Um, wrapped into either an AC coupled or a DC coupled solution. So a very versatile solution, we're trying to um, give preferences and choices to the consumer, to our installers, to homeowners, to to choose the uh, solution that works best for them. Um, You can start small, you can scale it up. Uh, If Somebody just has time of use or kind of self-supply needs and they want to start with a very small system, we can start as low as 5.7 kilowatt hours of energy storage and we can scale that all the way up to over 100 kilowatt hours of
1: energy storage for somebody with extremely high energy needs. Wow, so for the folks that listen in weekly to our broadcast, they're, 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 some of them are kind of tech and they understand all that stuff and there's a lot of other people that don't. Talk a little bit about battery technology. Okay. We, we, we People think of batteries, they think, of, well I got one in my car, tell us <laughs> about batteries.
2: Yeah, it's a great question and you know, it's changing so fast. Um, I kind of look at it, we're at the more or less at the whim of EVs, right? Because EVs are such a significant portion of battery capacity these days that, you know, we kind of leverage that and use that scale to drive down cost and use that technology. But essentially, um, what the homeowner really needs to know is what is this gonna do for me, right? What is it gonna back up? Can I, everybody wants to know, can it do my entire house? The generic answer is not typically, it's possible, but it gets expensive and complicated. Um, so we want to know, what can I run? Can I run my lights? Can I run my refrigeration? Can I run you know, my my EV charger, my pool pump, things like that. So all of that are questions that the consumer um, really needs to know and installers in general, some of them are very sophisticated, have been doing off-grid systems for a long time and can answer these types of questions, but the masses of them, that I've, at least that I've spoken with, um, don't have you know, great answers or the level of sophistication for their sales teams to really
1: uh, deliver this message to the homeowner. So. Well, oh, right. There's a little bit of math and physics and common sense that goes into determining that, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's
2: not trivial, you know. Okay. So, you know, one of the things we're trying to do is just keep it as simple as possible, and that's why we're offering these different options. You can kind of either go down a path that is very complex for somebody that might really know their stuff that has been doing energy storage for many, many years, or you can go down a different path that is a simple price adder to a PV system, right? So anybody can
1: essentially sell it, right? Right, so when, you, when you're talking to the homeowner who is pretty much uneducated in this field, they all, by huge number, would say, I wanna run my air conditioner. Being in Florida, it gets pretty hot down there, right? Exactly. And that conversation takes place almost daily. And how do you temper that with, with critical loads that actually, when I say critical, I'm talking about, I really need to have this. Exactly. Yeah,
2: I mean, the capability is there. So it really boils down to, you know, what is that customer's budget? And, you know, what essentially do they really need? Um, Because, you know, to reiterate, typically what we're seeing is that the homeowner says, I want my whole entire house backed up. And then the contractor will come in. And if there aren't any budgetary constraints, they can do that in a lot of cases. But generally, as soon as uh, they give them the quote, they say, oh, okay, maybe I don't need my whole house backed up maybe just, you know, maybe one AC unit, maybe one, ref- my refrigeration, my lighting, just the bare essentials. But the the answer to address your question, it, it is possible. It's just a matter of, you know, can that consumer, um, do
1: they have the budget to make that happen? Hmm, for sure. Talk a little bit about uh, being able to store this energy and discharge it with time abuse and things like that.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and a, unfortunately, somewhat of a complex one, because obviously it's different depending on the utilities and um, different rate structures all over the place, and just keeping track of it can um, really be challenging. But essentially, um, one of the great benefits of energy storage is you're producing energy from your PV system during the day, obviously when the sun is shining, and generally a lot of people aren't home during that time. So there's not a high uh, energy demand oftentimes uh, versus when you get home at night, everybody's turning on lights, you know, ovens, washing machines, dryers, things like that and causing uh, a, a surge in, in the utility, right, a lot of demand there. So what they're, they're doing is trying to, sh- you know, you store the energy during the day when your PVs producing it, and then you're able to consume it at night and not have such a high demand on the grid. Um, obviously, you know, the, the utility grid originally wasn't designed to be doing the kind of stuff that we're doing. So, you know, we're all learning and we're all trying to work together to su- better support each other in using their grid infrastructure and for us to better support
1: the homeowners as well and give them the capability that they need. So, uh, on commercial applications, at least in our area, there's a lot of, uh, if you look at a commercial bill, a lot of demand charges, Mm -hmm. where a, a, a spike occurs and at that point the energy cost is locked in for a period of time. It would seem like this technology would be the perfect answer to that, to be able to control discharge during these peaks. Is that kind of what this does too?
2: It does yeah, it definitely helps to um, mitigate some of your demand charges um, it's not too common in residential. there are some utilities that do have residential demand charges that this will help out significantly, but that is certainly um, an, an aspect that the the homeowner or the business owner or the installer will address with energy storage mm-hmm.
1: so do you see with the products that you offer because it's very common to bundle like the solar electric and maybe the, the battery at all do you see that as being almost something that's gonna happen in almost every home. I mean, California is a perfect model for that because they're putting solar in every home. Do you see batteries in every home? Um, Eventually, yeah. I think we're gonna get there um, You know,
2: when that will actually happen and policy will be a driver of it, but it's gonna become just as common as solar at some point. Um, We're getting there very quickly. Again, it's very young. Um, We're all figuring out a lot of different things on different regions, different incentives, different utilities how to, um, you know, again, work with uh, the utility on how to uh, mitigate these demand charges and provide the grid infrastructure support that's needed. Mm-hmm.
1: So in California, there's lots and lots of car charging stations, mm-hmm. not so much in Florida, right? <laughs> right, Gloria?
0: <laughs> there are very, very few.
1: I Maybe mean, Gloria wants to buy a, a new uh, electric vehicle, but it's a bit of a challenge there because they're just not as common. Mm. Uh, how, can you look in your crystal ball and let us know what you think that might occur? <laughs> um, I hope very soon,
2: honestly. Um, I'm not very in tune with, with your specific market, but I really do think it's a matter of time. I mean, I think overall the EV penetration is obviously still not the majority of the United States, but the awareness is certainly there. Everybody knows about it. And typically from what we hear is as soon as you, know, you drive one, um, you will never go back, right? So um, just get more people to test drive EVs and that'll hopefully
1: solve your problem. We had a fellow come in the office the other day and he was driving a a Tesla, you know, and and I'm not real familiar with my I love the car, but not familiar. He had had me come out and sit in it. I couldn't believe it. And he had a, 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 I'm gonna call it a TV screen. It's a great big screen and and he goes, you know what the zero to 60 is? I said, no, it's 3.2. And I went, 3.2 seconds. That, I mean, that's, Unbelievable!
2: It's unbelievable. Yeah, they're setting records all the time with with EVs, and and yeah, I mean, the awareness is really you know helping to drive the whole home you know kind of consumer awareness of just their energy usage. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, certainly we never even thought about how much energy are we using. You know, I grew up in the Midwest. Electricity is fairly cheap. Um, it was never a conversation at the dinner table or any other than. Close the refrigerator door, make sure you know you do that kind of thing. But um, now everybody's very aware of energy, at least uh, in, in the majority of, of homeowners that we're working with, and they wanna conserve, they wanna do the right thing, they wanna buy EVs, and um, you know, they wanna save the earth, right? Exactly what it really comes down to from a homeowner's perspective. You have the financial side and you have the environmentally,
1: you know, uh, motivation side. So and that is uh, somewhat geographical, right? Mm-hmm. Like we were Certainly. talking about that. You know, the folks from Oregon and California kind of got it. And, right. and the folks in some part of the other uh, the parts of the country are trying to get it. And it's like, <laughs> we got to get this all together. It's, it's all good. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, we're all in it for the, the same,
2: you know, trying to, to make the experience better for the homeowner and make a better product, right? And, and things are changing for the better. Um, and we're just working together to make that as smooth as possible for
1: the consumer. That's pretty darn exciting, coming into Salt Lake to see all the solar modules on on commercial buildings and then go out through the countryside and see that, it's just just a good feeling.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, And I I do a, a decent amount of traveling and just flying into more and more cities across the U.S. Uh, and seeing more and more solar penetration, and
1: um, I'm sure just as much energy storage is starting to happen in certain areas as well. And these massive solar fields, I mean, like, acres, it could be hundreds of acres, I'm not even sure, you can't even see across them, it's like, wow. Exactly, yeah, Yeah. it's It's unbelievable. Well, folks, we've got to take a short break, stay with us, and we'll be right back.
0: Now, I feel pretty confident to say that if you're listening to Suncast, you are an infinite learner, always looking for a new approach, and that's precisely why cps america has agreed to help make this fresh content possible for you each and every week cps is the usa market share leader of three-phase string inverters pioneering that approach since before it was cool with more than two gigawatts shipped in america their feature-rich high-performance inverters and nimble service team stand out in a sea of sameness just like you do if you'd like to find out what CPS can do for your C&I or utility-scale business, you can click their logo at mysuncast.com or shoot me an email for an intro and let them know that you heard it here on Suncast. Hey, Warrior, question for you. Are you losing commercial solar sales because of high demand charges that minimize return on investment? Extensible Energy's DemandX software is an affordable new solution for reducing peak demand charges by 30%. No batteries required. Extensible's intelligent software analyzes solar production, utility rates, weather data, and more. Then it crunches the data, monitors solar and flexible loads, and automatically reduces peak demand spikes, increasing your customer's ROI and decreasing payback time. Contact Extensible Energy at extensibleenergy.com for a free demand charge analysis for your project. Learn how Extensible's partner program for commercial solar installers can put more opportunities and money back in your balance sheet.
1: Hi folks, welcome back to the SolarFit Renewable Energy Show. Bill Gallagher and my partner, Gloria.
0: Hello, hello. Hey,
1: Gloria. We've had a great conversation with Daniel Glazer with Panasonic, and he is the uh, expert. He's telling us uh, some really, really interesting facts about battery storage. We want to talk a little bit, Daniel, about your solar modules as well, because that's all part of the picture for sure.
2: Yeah, great. So we're we're very fortunate to have been making and producing uh, solar panels and pioneered the HIT technology. Uh, we've been mass producing these same solar panels for 22 years, so very well versed in the technology. Um, we do believe it is one of the best uh, provides one of the best levels of LCOE out of any type of technology out there, and we're continually trying to advance it, um, including our new line of HIT Plus panels, which we have in our booth, as well as you know listening to a lot of our customers and they're driving the demand for. Um, Panasonic to step in and provide uh, optimized and AC module type of solutions. So right now we are exhibiting our AC module, which uh, we partner partnered with Enphase on it. It is a, a Panasonic backed product. So it's a very nice way for an installer or a homeowner to get that confidence that Panasonic is providing a you know, Panasonic company I can trust um, automatically instills a, a sense of quality Um, is providing a product for me and is providing a warranty for 25 years. So we're finding a lot of success in that. A lot of homeowners are are really enjoying that. And a lot of installers are finding it very simple as opposed to having to go into the home and kind of explain to the homeowner maybe uh, different components of the system. So this is being paired really nicely with our brand new energy storage product, which we, we mentioned earlier, Evervolt. Um, and I think that is the direction that a lot of um, installers are, are going, a lot of uh, manufacturers are going in trying to provide that full um, wrapped in kind of solution to the, to the homeowner.
1: Yeah, very good. So what is HIT? T- uh, explain a little bit about your module. Oh,
2: uh, that's a great question. Yeah. yeah, you'll probably never remember the acronym, but it's heterojunction with intrinsic thin layer. So it's basically a very high efficiency n-type uh, crystalline cell and we wrap it in amorphous silicon. So we get the benefits of the very extremely high efficiency cell, plus the benefits of thin film. And so for those um, that are familiar with thin film, it's been around for a long time. There was a point in time there where everybody thought it was gonna be you know, the next biggest thing in residential. Um, but basically, it provides better performance in high heat and better performance in low light. So we kind of capture all those benefits and that the other um, really nice aspects to it is it provides uh, very low degradation. So we have one of the lowest degradation rates in the industry, and um, that's how we can provide uh, one of the best warranties as well and the full wrapped Panasonic uh, behind it.
1: Right, and so that that teamed with the storage is a great bundle for the consumer. Exactly,
2: yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think both with storage and with modules, you know, the biggest, or one of the things that we're finding is, um, you know, We really need to educate our authorized installers and the homeowners on the differences in the types of technology. Uh, one of the great benefits of HIT is that it can produce more energy than similar nameplate wattages of other panels. So we're doing a lot of testing on that front um, just to really deliver that value. And we've got you know, the past 20 years basically of data behind it of these systems deployed in the field to really share that with our installers and homeowners. Um, and convey the benefits of using HIT, and then again paired with energy storage to have a complete solution. What is the history of Panasonic? I mean, that goes way back, right? Oh yeah, very, a long time ago. Um, so Panasonic was actually founded in 1918. So it's uh, you know, over a hundred year old company. And um, they started, I believe in light bulbs and, and small le- electronic devices. Um, and they've, you know, obviously they've become one of the leaders in energy storage. Uh, or in uh, in lithium-ion battery technology, in solar modules, and uh, again, uh, you know, we've been mass producing that panel for since 1997. So not too many module manufacturers, unfortunately, like you said, the Solar Coaster. I used to work for for some of them. They're no longer around. Um, but so it's it's very you know we're very fortunate to be in this position and to have uh, the history that we do.
1: Yeah, you know, and and that does happen when people are no longer a- a- around. But I think once you really start feeling the benefits of solar you may not be with a company you're going to be with some company right you can't get it out of your system it's just too good yeah you drink the
2: kool-aid and then you can't get out you know so either you step in and it's too volatile and you get out for good or you're stuck forever exactly well
1: gloria does a lot of work uh, at schools uh, tutoring students and talking about solar and we call the solar Module pretty close to magic, really, when you think about it. Right, Gloria?
0: Yeah, it's it's a lot of
2: fun when you introduce it to children and, and they just have no concept because they've never been exposed to it. And now all of a sudden, their first exposure, they get really excited
1: to see, hey, what's going on here?
2: <laughs> yes, I can attest to that. I've got uh, kids of my own. I mean, and to see their faces when they see, even if you hook up a fan to a solar panel and just see it spin, it's like magic yeah so it's very very exciting
1: <laughs> it's very exciting. you know something that it's also exciting to me is to see the younger generation all embrace this you know maybe they maybe not from a technological standpoint but just for from an environmental and a common sense standpoint they just think that this everyone should have it exactly right. yeah and that's only further gonna grow the the
2: storage business the battery business because they're being raised on these devices and everything that has, they're surrounded by lithium ion, right? So, <laughs> uh,
1: right. Yeah. so the different technologies, like there's lithium ion uh, and the battery technology, going back just a little bit, because you've you, you got your lead acid and then you've got like a, like a, a sequential, like, a, like an AGM or a you know, mm-hmm. mat and all like this, and they still kind of have a place, right? If you've got a off-grid situation somewhere, right
2: yeah i mean they they, they certainly do in, in certain respects i think what we're seeing is that um the majority of the market is is obviously choosing lithium ion as as prices have continued to come down um some of those older systems we're finding that our installers are now replacing them with lithium ion as well um they do have their certain their certain benefits um in differentiation but i think it's it's pretty clear the majority of the market is transitioning to lithium ion for energy storage right so you're
1: um battery backup systems work with an e-module?
2: No, so our bat- uh, any any solar panel it will. Um, it only works with uh, our battery, our lithium ion product though. Okay. Yeah, good. we're very, um, our, our Japanese uh, friends back in, in, in Osaka, they always joke with us, I think they're pretty serious though that we're number one conservative company in the world, so uh, we tend not to just sell batteries into the open market. Uh, we test and certify and do, you know, Twenty, thirty plus different tests above uh, and beyond what's required by UL, IEC, all the certification bodies to make sure that we're providing the absolutely safest product. Because you know,
1: they're very we're, we're a very risk-averse company, very conservative. Yeah. So that's the way you need to be to be around hundred some years, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's they exactly they know right. their stuff. Gosh, <laughs> uh, Gloria you have any questions for Dan? He's done a super job here.
0: Yeah. You know, as a consumer, and uh, I deal with a lot of residential, and I think when you were talking about ACDC coupling, mm-hmm. can you kind of, in an easy way, explain how that kind of uh, works so that the
1: consumer kind of has an idea what in the world was he talking about?
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can explain it concisely and in an easy way, but I think at the basic level, the homeowner probably, for, most, for the most part, shouldn't really have to differentiate or choose between AC or DC coupled. Um, it's really gonna be driven by the installer. I think what we're finding, and, and we're primarily focused on residential market, is that the majority of the market is essentially owned by two inverter companies, Enphase and Solar Edge, right? So in order to um, you know, install an energy storage system with those products, which of course our modules incorporate, you have to choose AC coupled. If uh, somebody has a brand new system or they have very high energy needs or they might not necessarily care about which inverter manufacturer they're using, um, they can go DC coupled and it'll be a little bit more efficient. Um, it, it can be a little bit cheaper. Um, but I think the, the, the real challenge to growing this uh, with some of these, some of our contractors and other contractors out there is keeping it as simple as possible for the sales process because you know, we're at a point I think where most people know how to sell PV most uh, salesmen that get hired on and contractors they can they know how to sell a pv system it's easy to understand the financial benefits of it but again to sell storage there's not there's very few modeling tools out there um, very few people that know how to use it so as soon as that installer that salesman is at the kitchen table trying to dive into the weeds on this inverter this ac couple this dc coupled, you know the homeowner they're just trying to figure out what company they want to choose to install their system they're going to get lost so again we're trying to keep it as simple as possible but there are many you know differences and um you know between the ac and dc couple that i'd be happy to go through in depth with somebody stopping by our
1: booth at, at 1201 is our booth so
2: okay. yeah
1: yeah that's that's probably the best way to do it mm-hmm. but you're right just just really keep it simple because what they're looking for is the end result you know the grid goes down i've got power uh that's important you know where we are in in florida we just dodged another big bullet i don't know if you saw that, that but yeah that hurricane was coming head on to us, and we're, we live on the barrier island, we're all evacuated from there. And um, of course, if, you ha- if, if it was, something that was gonna pass through, and if you had solar, and if you had storage, you could potentially be okay, mm-hmm. You know, have air conditioning and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. I mean, that's everybody. We
2: have a lot of installers in, in the southeast of Florida that are asking for that capability and, and looking at the system specifically for that, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: So, what do you see in the future, Dan? What's coming
2: up here? Oh, gosh. Uh, the crystal ball of solar is very hazy always. Um, <laughs> you never really know. I think the only certainties are that you know, energy storage is here, it's growing significantly. The forecasts we're seeing are, are just going crazy in the next couple of years. Um, and people are interested in it. Prices are coming down. I think again, um, the future of solar—you know—we're we're probably starting to hit the efficiency barriers to some extent in, in module technology. So there's a lot of R&D happening in that to see different materials, different types of uh, module construction. Um, but that's a long ways out. I think we've we've really transitioned. We've grown um, the module space significantly in the last 10 years, and technology has has come a long way. Um, energy storage and lithium ion. The, the sky's the limit right now it's only going to get better cheaper um and everything especially as the evs are
1: taking over more and more of the market yeah sure you know some something we often think about is if we're offering a solar electric system we can very easily see determine the return on investment right you mm-hmm. put you spent this you put the tax credit a whole nine yards not so much with the battery storage the battery storage i i look as insurance policy right make mm-hmm. you sure your life and your your house and your car and all this stuff. This gives you electric insurance. And exactly. That, and especially in California or in Florida and places like that. Actually, anywhere, it's going to be important to, for security and to protect everything. Sure. Exactly. Dan, we are about out of time, and I can't believe it went so quickly. Thank you so much, sir, for coming on. Great job. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And continue good work out there. What was your booth number? 1201. Okay, if anybody's listening in, make it over to 1201. If not, pick up the phone and call Dan. Outstanding company. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much, well, folks. That completes our show today. I hope you enjoyed it. Gloria, how'd you like that?
0: Oh, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Very informative. And
1: I love. I love to hear it. I want to also, Gloria, I also want to thank the Podcast Lounge, uh, and the producer SunCast, and the sponsor Radiant, uh, for all allowing us to use the podcast booth here for uh, SunPower International 2000. 19 for live broadcast folks like ends up today have a good weekend and we'll talk to you next week.
0: all right that's a wrap on today's conversation solar warriors but i do hope that you'll check out the other two for tuesday episodes and let me know what you think of these shorter format discussions you want more like this You can find more than 200 episodes, resources, highlights from the discussions along with social media links to each guest episode, book recommendations, and so much more over on the blog at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with the Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly emails or even joining the exclusive inner circle we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. A special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor. Follow the links there for any offers we've discussed here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.